Welcome everyone to the Success Podcast with Jose Angel Manaisa Jr. and Michelle Rickman. By popular demand, we are choosing to honor the request of many of our listeners who wanted to go deeper on emotional intelligence. So in our last episode, Michelle Rickman shared about the five components of emotional intelligence. And it was so well done that many of our listeners were so inspired. They were actually like, they actually brought to tears. Like that interview brought to tears to so many. And they actually wanted to, okay, can we actually go deeper? And that's exactly what we're doing tonight. Michelle Rickman will go even more deeper on emotional intelligence. And to, to begin with, I want to ask you, Michelle, I want to ask you first, like, how to use emotional intelligence to deal with the life most difficult situations. Hi, Jose. How you doing? Great. <laughs> Glad to hear that. So you're asking me, how does emotional intelligence work with the challenges? Yes. Of life. Yes. Well, that's when you are tested. Hmm. On the effectiveness effectiveness of your emotional intelligence, also known as EQ. It's when you are faced with the toughest times, most challenging times, the most difficult people, the most difficult situations hmm. that our emotional intelligence is tested. Sure, we... Um, nurture, take care of, um, sacrifice our lives for the people that we love, you know, or, or, you know, or go out of our way for the people that we love, our children, our grandchildren sometimes, um, the people that we really appreciate on the job. But what about the people in our lives that we don't appreciate? The ones that we know have given them, given us a hard time. Um, the family member that keeps conflict going hmm. in relationships. How do we use our emotional intelligence to get through tough times like that? Well, we allow those feelings, those mm. negative feelings of anger, resentment, um, and uh, jealousy. We allow ourselves to feel those things and then, uh, and then let it pass through us by um, saying to ourselves something like, you know, that person 
you know, I don't think that person likes me and I'm not crazy about that person. As a matter of fact, you know, um, if, if, you know, if I could not have to deal with that person ever again, I probably would choose not to. But because that person's in my life, I'm going to have to make the best of it. Hmm. And I, and I'll make the best of it by, you know, uh, maybe showing up at one or two of the events where they are present, but not showing up at every event, you know, um, taking a call here and there, but not every time that person calls, do I take that person's call and eventually they get the message. Um, be cordial with that person. Those are things that you can do to get through the negative emotions in regards to the people that are in your life. The mother-in-law that never liked you mm. because she felt like her son or daughter deserved better. You mm. know, how do you get along with that person? Mm. You, um, you limit your time with that person. You keep a positive attitude towards that person by speaking positive things of those, that person. Don't, you know, don't dwell on the negative things of that person. Yeah but dwell on some of the positive things of that person. If you should think about that person, but try not to think about that person too much. Yeah. Because there's other things that you can be thinking about, like the people that bring, that add to your, your life. Yes. Like the people that look forward to seeing you. Um, the people that you know, you're going to have a good time with when you get together, the, the person that's, you can call that's just going to listen. Yes. That's how you regulate your emotions when they're not positive. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Michelle, how to, let's talk about relationship, right? Uh, I guess there are, you know, when it, you know, based on what you're sharing with me, I can categorize the relationship that I have control over and those that perhaps, you know, uh, is beyond my control sometimes. But let's say, for example, I'm dealing with uh, a mother-in-law, right? Or, or, or just, yeah, just one of the in-laws, right? Whether it's the mother or the father-in-law, right? That they, right. no matter what you do, they, they just don't appreciate you, right? And that they never got you support and whatever, whatever I do, they will always disapprove me, right? Like, like what would be one of the concrete ways, you know, like how to, you know, because having haters, you know, in our life, I mean, that, that add a lot of stress, you know, 
I mean, yeah. one thing is have a hater that, you know, you don't have to see, you know, like you don't even have to talk to them. But when it is somebody like a, a mother-in-law, you know, that you have to have some family reunion sometimes. <laughs> Let me have one. How to deal with something like that? Well, first, you don't go out of your way for people that don't care for you. Yeah. And uh, you always shine the light. Mm -hmm. As much as you can. Yeah. Shine the light um, in the presence of that person and let them know that as much as they try to dim your light, by gossiping, by creating division. Yeah. That your light is going to shine. And it's going to be apparent. The people that know you and love you, they cannot get enough of your light. And yeah. so that's another way that you can, um, you know, turn it into a positive. Just don't go out of your way for people that don't appreciate you. Yeah. But then, but then show them that, but if they need you for something and you're, you feel up to doing it, then do it. And if you did a favor for that person and you know, and you did a good job, then you've got to know that yourself, mm. that you did a good job. And then if you feel uncertain because some people are ungrateful and you can bend over backwards for them and they'll never show gratitude, you turn to other people, two or three people and say, hey, and this is where knowing oneself comes in, you say to uh, two or three people, hey, you know, what do you think of this situation? You know, do you think I handled this situation all right? Or do you think I really screwed it up? And then when you see the pattern of responses, then you know whether or not you did the right thing. Some people will never be happy with what you do. <clears throat> you know, because, you know, you make them feel very insecure and they feel like they got to cut you down to size. Yeah. You know? And that's why knowing oneself is so important. That's emotional intelligence component number one. Knowing oneself. And number two is self-control. How do you regulate yourself when you deal, when you deal with the BS of life? Hmm. You know? How do you... Uh, component number three, motivation. How do you stay motivation, motivated? How do you keep that enthusiasm, Jose? Hmm. You know, that enthusiasm that you always have. How do you keep that? What can you what would you say to people who are lacking enthusiasm, who are freaking dragging through life, wearing oversized clothes, not walk shampooing their hair, wearing frumpy clothes everywhere? <laughs> so I see some people they don't want to comb their hair anymore. Hmm. You know, everybody's just rolling out of bed and, and just, you know, crawling through life. They're out there. Yeah. How do you keep your enthusiasm? Yes, it's uh, definitely looking, you know, like always 
looking at the brighter side, right? The brighter side of life. Uh, kind of like turning the negative into positive and making, you know, because I guess we also have a choice, right? We also have a choice at any given moment to either be super enthusiastic about whatever is in front of you or do something else or feel a bit of something else, right? So I like to say about enthusiasm is it's an emotion that we choose, right? And we uh -huh. can choose it at any given moment. We can choose it at any given moment. I know most people will not understand it. <laughs> uh, but, but we can choose to be enthusiastic in the face of I will say in the face of negativity, in the face of critics, you know, in the face of, uh, you know, talking about this topic, you know, um, there is a book I, I read, you know, it's called The, the Four Agreement. The oh, Four yes. Agreement. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, Is that from Miguel Ruiz? Yes. By Miguel Ruiz? Yes. What a powerful book, huh? Oh, yeah. Which agreement is your favorite? Never take anything personal. I love that one. <laughs> Mine is be impeccable with words. Yeah. They're all good. Yeah. Always do your so best. How, is, how has not taking things personal served you? Well, let me give you an example. Actually, let me actually give you a a, a recent example. You know, somebody, uh -huh. uh, you know what? Somebody was uh, intentionally right uh -huh. put me in a very bad light, right with a person of authority, right? And uh, I, I, this person of authority, right, sent me a note, you know, sent me an email, right? And and in the email, this person of authority was put the perspective of, of this person, right, that wanted to, I guess, to defame me, you know? Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, when I first got the email, you know, at first when I got the email, I I kind of like, you know, right there, I made a, a choice, you know. Well, I know for sure that this is not true, right? I know that's not true, you know. Uh, How do you know it's not true? Well, definitely because it was literally that person's perspective, you know, because that person's perspective was thinking that I was doing something, right? And, uh, and you know, just to, well, first of all, right? So let me give you the specific scenario, right? That person was was thinking, right? That I was using a, uh, I was using a, a sailboat, right? That I was using a sailboat, right? And that I was kind of like commercializing myself, right? From the boat, right? 
And first of all, that ball was not even there. Right? So, so I just clarified, you know, to the person, you know, just wanted to let you know, by the way, the ball was not even there, you know? And, and, you know, and, uh, and, and I just clarified things, you know, with the facts and the evidence, you know? Uh-huh. And the problem was resolved right there, like, just like that. And, uh, but, you know, in the past, I would be very angry. I would get very angry. I would start cursing people. I would start, like, creating a show, you know? And, you really? know, but now, you know what? I don't have to do that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so my level of maturity, I guess my my emotional intelligence, I'm at a whole different level now. Right. You know? And you, you self-regulated. Instead yeah. of reacting, you listen to the feedback. Yeah. You let it pass through you. You decided you were going to make a choice and you were not going to react. You yeah. were just going to explain yeah. your side of the story Yeah. because apparently that person got it all wrong. There you go. And you knew that without a shadow of a doubt. There you go. So there was nothing to get in an uproar about. There you go. Exactly. Yes. And that's how you self-regulate. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a beauty, you know, because right this moment, you know, like uh, just... With what I learned from you, in in our last interview, to now, you know, so we're talking about like about six days because we did that interview last Tuesday, right? Uh huh. That that right there helped me a lot because I I save a lot of drama. <laughs> I save a, a a lot of unnecessary drama. Yeah. And, and I was able to call that person immediately too. Because I think it's also always good and I noticed too about having a level of maturity to communicate directly and and get a handle right away. Yes. You know? Yes. And you know text messaging is also a way to love someone from a distance or communicate with someone from a distance or be professional without having to get into a heated verbal uh, conversation because sometimes um, you know the tonality can change the conversation yeah so with a text message, you can say what you have to say without any tone. You're uninterrupted. And so, you know, they're going to read your feedback and then you can read theirs. And this is another way of, you know, coping with the people that rub us the wrong way. Yes. 
you know, a means of not overreacting because you don't have to hear the, the, the yelling and screaming. You're doing a text message. There you go. And of course, leave the profanity out. Yeah. So motivation and enthusiasm, I think, go hand in hand. Um, uh, so component number four would be empathy. And I think that empathy is a very important component of emotional intelligence because sometimes unless we're able to experience what someone else experiences, um, it's, it's easy to be judgmental and, and reactive. So, you know, I have a family member that's uh, going through some serious health crisis right now. And they're sometimes they're very uncomfortable. And that makes them irritable. Oh, okay. And I, and, and, and because I'm, I'm around, I'm the one that gets, you know, gets some of that, you know, you know, that, that, uh, you know, they're not feeling well, they're irritable, they're in pain. They're, they, you know, it's difficult to be even cordial. Yeah. Because you're in a lot of pain, you're hurting. And so you have to be in a person's shoes to understand that. You know, so that you, you understand, you know, the treatment that you're getting. You might not feel appreciated at all at times. So you, you have to, to, to see yourself in that person's shoes Mm -hmm. and then also express empathy towards that person by saying, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry that you have to go through this. It's terrible that this, this thing has happened to you. I'm so, you know, I feel horrible for you, but what can I do for you? And you can send that in a text message. Wow. Or, and, and, and then when they, when they read that, they kind of will lighten up a bit. That is deep. That is deep. And, and that note can be sent huh, via text too. Huh? Yeah, it can be sent via right. text, email. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they, they say that, you know, uh, some conversations are most, you know, should be had, you know, in person or voice to voice. And, you know, there's a time and a place for, for different kinds of communication. Sometimes it's best to send a text message. Sometimes it's best to get on the phone and talk to someone in person. I mean, talk to someone voice to voice. And then sometimes it, it, you know, it's necessary to meet. Mm. You know, we've got choices. Yes. Yeah. 
and uh, social skills. Yes. Now, some, you know, a lot of people came unglued during the election. Yeah. You know, some social skills went straight out the window and people jumped through the window. That's so true. Yeah. Social skills, tact, you know, boundaries, comfort zones. Mm -hmm. All that stuff went out the window. Social skills are important. Very important. Even like... Uh, Yeah, because it, it keeps the peace. Yeah. So good social skills keep the peace. You know, nonviolent protests or peaceful protests. Those are social skills. Amen. Because you're you're it's a societal thing. Yes. And you're able to contain yourself. And get your point across. Those are social skills. Busting windows, jumping through, breaking down. Those are not good social skills. I and see. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Michelle, you're like, you know, the expert on this emotional intelligence, right? And now, when it yes. comes to social skills, to. I guess, you know, the social skills, you know, I guess we all social beings in one way or the other. And uh, I guess we need to be out there, you know, to make those connections, you know, build relationships, right? Uh, right. Now, how to use social skills to, I guess, to disengage? Like, how to disconnect, you know, like... Oh, How boy, this... that's easy. Uh-huh. Tell People us. Tell us, Michelle. Wanna... <laughs> huh? <laughs> you can go to the supermarket and someone will look right past you. Their eyes are facing your direction and they're looking beyond you as if you're not there. Hmm. There's a lot of that going around. Mm-hmm. You know, not only have some people lost their social skills, some people are not learning social skills, like our little people, yeah, our children, yeah, you know, because they're not getting out to preschool and kindergarten, yeah, and learning how to, um, growing not growing. Uh, growing up and and knowing how to, you know, interact. Yeah. You know, it's important. It starts at a young age, socializing. Socializing. Yeah. To not socialize is probably, or to be socialized is a horrible thing. Yeah. Not to be socialized. That's how we learn how to talk and, and, uh, Sing and and um, 
share and take turns and wait, you know? So social skills are very important. Very important. Yeah. And uh, effective socializing means that you could adjust to the environment that you're in. You I adjust see. To the environment, you can adjust to the people, you can adjust to the mood, the temple. That makes sense. Now, tell us ways how to Like, tell us ways how to how to love someone from the distance. Well, I gave you some examples of that. Sending yeah. a text message, message. I'm just thinking about you. Don't want anything. Just thinking about you. I hope you're doing well. Um, a letter that's going a step further. Uh, you don't even have to use your own words. So there's terrific uh, gift cards out there or thank you cards. I mean, or uh, what do you call it? Uh, sympathy cards or whatever you want. And all you have to do is sign it. Mm. A card is worth a thousand words. Mm. Absolutely. You know, you could... That's uh, deep. Go ahead. No, that's deep that you shared that, you know? Yeah, you could, uh, if you could uh, accept, like if, if, if that difficult person asks you to help them in some way, offer to do it. I mean, agree to it. Even if you're not crazy about that person, just agree to it. You know, don't bend over backwards by no means, but, you know, agree to being helpful to a degree. You know? run an errand for that person. That person doesn't have to be in the car next to you. Oh, sure, I'll run an errand for you. Drop it off at the door. Keep on going. Mm. Yeah. Now, how, now how to deal, how to use, so, you know, like, uh, how to manage insecure people how do how do you manage insecure people mm -hmm. well you know managing insecure people i guess you would uh you know if you know that that person is insecure you know you could be less boastful Mm. You know, um, insecure people, that's an internal thing that, that they have to work on, mm. but, you know, it also helps to, to compliment that insecure person, a genuine compliment, mm. like if they're wearing a, a, a nice tie or got a fresh haircut or maybe they got, uh, a raise on the job, take them out to celebrate. Mm. Um, yeah, compliment the, hey, that's a good looking haircut. That's a fresh cut. You know, oh, love that, uh, those shoes. Where'd you get those? Look for something on that person that 
that that you can appreciate and compliment them on it. Now, don't go overboard with compliments because too many compliments just is not the person is no longer it's not going to be convinced. Yeah. Um, but you know, throwing out a compliment here and there, you know, that helps to to lift, you know, the ego. Well, let's not say ego because ego is not necessarily the best thing all the time. But um, yeah, paying a compliment helps to, you know, chipper someone up. Mm. Yeah. So I think we covered it. The, you know, the emotional intelligence components, knowing oneself. Yes. Um, self control or self regulation motivation, empathy, and social skills. Mm. Yeah. We're born with 50% of it. Usually it, it increases as we age our emotional intelligence, but sometimes we can experience trauma and that could decrease our emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you could bring it back up by volunteering, by um, doing something um, nice for someone, um, giving to a charity, Mm -hmm. um, giving your time to someone, adopting a pet or two. Those are ways to bring your emotional intelligence up and forgive. Forgive people. Mm. Don't take anything personally. Just like you said, that's your favorite one, right? From the four agreements. Yeah. And there you have it. Wow. You're a good teacher. (laughs) Wow, you're a good teacher. Yeah. I consider myself a, a student forever. Yeah. But, you know, but I, I do love sharing what I'm hoping will improve the quality of lives, you know, that I touch. Yes. Wow. So I got some three specific scenario from guests. You know, uh, uh-huh. where I want, you know, your solution. You know, can I share them with you? Sure. Okay. So this is a guest, you know, she, she is a single woman, right? And she, uh-huh. she is ready to start dating, right? Uh-huh. And uh, what she finds difficult is... You know, well, you know, her story, her perspective, right, is that there is no enough good eligible men, right? That's 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 okay. her perspective, and apparently that belief that she has is coloring everything that she does, right? And uh, and you know because she deep inside her, she doesn't trust. You know, she doesn't trust men at all, right? I mean, I guess she doesn't trust anybody, right? So, 
she doesn't allow herself to actually, you know, be, a, you know, I guess, be approachable, I guess, right? So how can emotional intelligence uh, can uh, enhance, you know, a new dating lifestyle for her? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, when you're, when you don't have, when you don't trust people, you're going to look for reasons not to trust that person. Yeah. You know, so you've got to figure out where is that coming from, that lack of trust. Yeah. That's the homework. That's the homework. Why don't I trust this man? Was it because I was cheated on before? Was it because my dad cheated on my mom? Mm. Was it because I was a cheater and I think everybody else is a cheater? Uh. You know, where is that thought process? Where is that thinking coming from that you don't you don't trust nobody? And once you can figure that out, then you can work on changing that that story. Changing the story. Changing the story. Yeah. You know, it, it might mean reflecting on a relationship that, that that person had that was all about trust. Yeah. You know? What about the next two people? Next two people. And then we're going to have to wrap. Yes, and then we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. So, the other one, right, is, you know, it's interesting, right? The other one, she is a dating coach, actually, right? Okay. She's a dating coach, right? Uh, uh -huh. But here's the irony, right, is that she's been helping a lot of people, right, find love, right? But she uh -huh. herself, you know, she is single, right? And uh, one of the reasons that she's single is because she's like way too picky, right? So she would rather be single alone, right? Uh, than, than dating, you know, because, you know, she has certain criteria that they have to live within 10 miles from where I mean she has like you know very picky I guess like how you know how can, you know how can we support someone like that you know well someone that's a picky person yeah Looking for love. Yes. Well, they might have to get a pet. <laughs> and, you know, because no person is perfect. Yes. But you could find your ideal pet. Yes. That's going to love you unconditionally. 
Yes. You know, and is on board with everything you want to do. Yes, he and did. Then, and then continue to date casually. And then casually. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you get realistic, you come to the conclusion that nobody's perfect. And what can you live with? We know what you want to live with, but what can you live with? You know, some people can't live with a person that snores a lot. Yeah. You know, because their sleep is very important to them. And snoring is just like, that could affect a person's life. Yeah. So some people don't date people that snore. Some people don't date people that smoke. Huh. You know, so what are you willing to deal with, you know, and what are you not will willing to yeah. deal with? Yeah. Yeah. What habits can they have that you can deal with? Yeah. You know, I, you know, I know someone who dates a person that's got bad feet. The feet <laughs> smell all the time. <laughs> it's the truth. Wow. You know that person's in the room because you can smell their feet before they arrive wow. in front of you. So, um, but that's not a deal breaker for someone else. That might be a deal breaker. You know, I knew someone who knew who was dating a great guy. I mean, he had it all a degree, um, good looking, a nice home or condo, whatever. Mm. Um, ambitious, but he sucked his thumb. Hmm. Whenever he was comfortable, he he would let his guards down and he would suck his thumb. And that embarrassed her. Hmm. And so when he asked to, to marry her, she was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Hmm. Yeah. Some people marry you with children. Some people are like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't have any kids. That's a deal breaker. So you decide what you can deal with in a, re in a relationship and choose one habit that you, you, you don't particularly care for, but you can live with. And you're that much closer to your, your dream man or woman. To your dream. There you go. Wow. And speak it. I love it. <laughs> now what about the last person number three yes and the last person is about you know one of the decisions right that she's making is that because she's such a you know how we say very kind person and sometimes right uh, uh she has to learn how to separate you know business from personal um uh, the the context that she is referring is that she wants to now have like a a professional agent right that deals uh -huh. with the sales and transactions of all her properties right uh -huh. uh, because 
uh, she feel like when she directly does the sales, right? Then she has customers that always ask for, okay, can you give me a deal? Can you give me like a payment plan? You know, I don't have it all, right? So, and she, because she doesn't want to deal with that, right? Right. She would rather, you know, use, you know, just, you know, it's kind of like, she wants to like have a professional do that, right? But at the same That's time. That's a good idea. Uh-huh, yeah, go for it, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm currently, I'm having a, um, a book. I'm putting together a children's book. Okay. Um, the, I chose an artist who does fabulous work. His name is um, James. And um, he has a partner that he works with that negotiates the contract. Okay. And when I, when the artist reached out to me, I reached out to him first and he responded. Um, when I realized that I wanted him to do the illustrations, I went straight into the negotiation. Ah. And he says, well, he said, I, um, let me refer you to the person who does my contract. And that's what he did. And she was, you know, it was her job to get him what he wanted. And that's what she did. And that's what she did, huh? Wow. So that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh my goodness, this is awesome. So there wow. we have it. Thank you, my goodness. Thank you, Michelle, for illuminating us again, you know, and going so deep on all these different you know, like life's difficult moments, you know, that are not easy. But right. you know, but with this wisdom, you know, um, yeah. emotional intelligence, you know, it, it, there is a solution. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's so much literature on emotional intelligence these, these days. There's no reason why people should walk around um, feeling too bad for too long a period. Yeah. You know, there is a way to live your life so yeah. that you can sleep well at night and at the end of the day be grateful. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I'm going to say good night. Good night. Thank you, Michelle Riemann. And thank you for all our listeners worldwide. Thank you so much for supporting and listening to the Success Podcast with Jose Angel Manaisa Jr. and Michelle Rittman. Good night, everyone.